Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jared again. Jared, how are you? Good, thank you. Good. You had a good... Have me on again. You had a good week? Yeah, yeah. Lots of football, so... What have you been up to? Been up to much? Yeah, just... just no, not really, actually. Just watching the football. <laughs> yeah. I hear you've been hanging around with some excellent people, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sadly, I haven't met with you yet, though, but... <laughs> Uh, and with us this week, we've got someone joining us for the first time. Um, it's uh, making her debut. It's M M M Emma, is it? <laughs> I know it's been forever. Right? Did you miss me? <laughs> Bruno Estente, Emma Gabriel Garcia. How are you? Did you miss me? Of course we missed you. Oh, of course we missed you. The fakest thing. Well, no. Who on earth was going to watch the? stuff I sent you. <laughs> I know, I'm the only one who does my homework. Exactly. Yeah, you're the only one that indulges my um, Southeast Suzuki Cup nonsense and stuff. I know, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> okay, right, so this week there's been some Premier League games that have happened this week. Um, we're going to talk about those, preview the games that come up this weekend, some European leagues. Um, but first of all, we are going to start in... God's own country of Liverpool. Uh, we're going to start at the Coliseum no. uh, on Tuesday <laughs> night. Uh, Liverpool 4, Manchester United 0. Uh, Luis Diaz uh, with the opening goal. most Salah with 2. And then Sadio Mane. Um, all the front three also got assists as well as scoring, which is pretty cool. Um, Mo Salah has scored in more Manchester United games this season than Cavani, Martial and Pogba combined. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Sure. Yes, I know he's been alone since January, but all the same. Well, he doesn't really do that, really. If you watch, if you watch Sevilla play, <laughs> um, right. For some time, this podcast was going to be dedicated to Allison's Cruyff turn in his penalty area, did in the first minute. Then it was going to be dedicated to the fight between Trent Alexander-Arnold and David de Gea after the first goal. But I think we're probably going to have to dedicate this podcast to uh, Tiago Alcantara, aren't we, Emma? Oh, my God. Just how good is he? Uh, he's the best player in the Premier League. Oh, OK. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I hadn't thought that was being a thing for him. But, yes, he's uh, extraordinarily good. Best player in the Premier League. Um on current form, or just overall, you think he's just... Just on overall technical ability. Yes. I mean, it was absolute joy and pleasure to watch someone on Twitter cut down to sort of two and a half minutes his um, contributions or his overall passing on um, 
Tuesday night, and it was just something else, wasn't it? I adore him. I think it's it's funny, isn't it, that people didn't think, based on the fact that he was, I mean, he was injured a lot, wasn't he, like, last season? Yeah, um, he, he, he... But sort of... people didn't think he could cut it in the Premier League, and I'm like, you know, he will, because he's very adaptable, and, well, Pep Guardiola taught him to press, mm. so... <laughs> He's going to be able to fit in with Jurgen Klopp here. All he needs to do is up his work rate a little bit, and you're good to go. And look at him now. Yeah, it took him some time. Like you say, he had a few injuries. Um, likes a tackle as well, doesn't he? He's not great at it, but yes, yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Several yellow cards. I mean, we all like things we're not great at, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, the first goal then. So uh, Harry Maguire hopelessly out of position. Um, would you say, Jared, for the first goal? Yeah, is that where he pushes up? Yes. Quite high. Yeah. yeah. That could be literally anything he did in that game. <laughs> Most of the goals, to be honest, he's out. He's, he's been poor this season. He has been. Um, I listened to Ed, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago for the Manchester United uh no question about that podcast. Apparently before the game, Harry Maguire did an interview on the telly where he's bigging himself up and all that sort of thing and then sort of put in that performance. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, his sister came out and defended him on Instagram, um, which wasn't oh. enough for some people because uh, a uh, a serious bomb threat has um, uh, he's reported to the police. Wait. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that somebody has threatened to bomb Harry Maguire's because he's that bad at football. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, of course, Trent with a follow-up into David De Gea's face was fabulous to watch. Uh, did, it, did it hit him or did it just scrape him? It really brushed him, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, because his face did move. Yes, yeah. It sort of wobbled him sort of past his cheek. Um yeah, Paul Pop, Pop, Pop off after 10 minutes. He's now out for the season. I don't think any Manchester United fan is um, is sorry to see him go. I think his contract's up at the end of the season. It is, it is off. Never play for them again. No, I don't think so either. Um, Gary Neville said that uh, even bad Liverpool sides of the 90s never sort of played like that against the good Manchester United sides. Ralph Rangnick said it was embarrassing, humiliating. Uh, we were nowhere. There were no shots in the first half by Manchester United. I think the closest they got was that ball over the top to Rashford, which he couldn't control, that went through to Alisson, wasn't it, Emma? Yeah, they, you know what? They looked scared. Mm. I don't know. It was so sad in a way. So, funny. Sad. Yeah. Really funny. <laughs> sad but... word I'd use. Scared of what really then? I don't know. Were they, I, were they just scared of... I think they were scared of getting destroyed and then they got destroyed. You think that, yeah. So you sort of... They just didn't want to get fucked up, but they got fucked up. <laughs> so you sort of think they were sort of scared of making a mistake and, you know, when that sort of gets into your head, you I end think... up sort of doing it anyway. I think so, yeah. It, it was... It was very much men versus boys, except it wasn't even boys. It was like preschoolers. That would be worth watching. They were so bad. Who would like to hear the ratings that the Manchester Evening News gave to the Manchester United players after the game? If there's anything higher than four, then they've been generous. Okay, so David De Gea, four. Aaron (laughs) Aaron Wambasaka, two. Victor Lindelof, two. Harry Maguire, 
one. <laughs> well, I suppose he's got to get one because he plays 90 minutes. Actually, Phil Jones, three. I feel a bit sorry for him because I don't think he did an awful lot terribly wrong and he got he hooked at half time. He substituted at half time as well, right? Yeah. Uh, Diogo Dallo, two. Paul Pogba, uh, uh, no point. He played for like eight minutes. <laughs> he did. <laughs> started hobbling soon after Liverpool scored in the fifth minute. Soon hobbled off. Should not have started and should never play for Manchester United again. That's harsh. <laughs> uh, Nemanja Matic, three. Bruno Fernandes, two. Um, Anthony Alanga, two. Uh, Marcus Rashford too. Bruno Fernandes with his two. Um, this guy wrote, only world class if the stadium is empty. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> yeah, not a very happy one. I heard Andy Mitten, who's a huge Manchester United fan and author, um, he was talking on the radio. Uh, he was actually in the, the ground uh, and as he walked out, he said, I've got to keep my voice down now because of my accent. <laughs> he had to make his own way back to his car. Um that, I mean, Eric Ten Hag has been confirmed today, coming in on a contract until June 2025. What's the first thing in his intro, Jared? What would you do? Get get the defence fixed. How? And, and I'd get the defence fixed, get rid of probably someone. Just get a bit more pace in there. Because in the Premier League now, it's just full of pace. And then just get rid of players you don't want to play for you. How many players would you get rid of? Um, uh, probably, probably it'll be at least eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Um. Well, you're not far off what Rangnick said. Rangnick says they need up to ten new players. Um. So that obviously means that some have to go. So Paul, uh, sorry, Ed on the uh, Manchester podcast, he said that it's pretty much confirmed that Cavani, Matic, Mata, Lingard, and Pogba are all confirmed as going. Um. You've got other players there that aren't performing particularly well, like Harry Maguire uh, on large wages. Bruno Fernandes isn't performing very well um, and just been given an improved contract. Phil Jones is even on 100 grand a week. So it's, I guess it's all very well you're wanting to bring new players in, but they haven't promised him a big budget. And who's going to want to buy those players off you? Yeah, that is a big problem. I think it's mostly just who wants to actually play for United. Because most of them out there just don't look like they want to play. Because yeah, it's not an ability thing, is it? It is definitely. They're not bad players, are they? They're... Well. Do you think? Phil Jones looked good last night. <laughs> he's <about> <laughs> and he's awful. I mean, they're not poor players, are they? They're, they're, they're players that have either been badly coached or got a terrible attitude. But with regards to their own sort of skill set, they're not bad, are they? I don't know. I think Fred is pretty rubbish. Yeah, well, he wasn't playing, was he? Yeah, it should have been. It would have been more. <laughs> so apparently, um, according to someone in the Guardian today, Manchester United players are a bit underwhelmed by uh, the arrival of Ten Hag. They've got some <laughs> brass balls, these Manchester United players, haven't they? After before, <laughs> who do they think they are? <laughs> They've been performing like that all season, and yeah, I don't think Eric Ten Hag is good enough for us to be to be coached by. <laughs> Bloody hell! I hope he brings Danny Van Der Beek back. Uh, let me see if I can find the quote because it was boggling beyond belief. Um, I doubt it'll have a, the player's name next to it. 
No. Okay, here's it from The Guardian. So, Ten Hag's appointment has had a mixed reception from within the squad. Some players are ambivalent and others underwhelmed as they wait to work with a 52-year-old. It's like, you know, I might bring myself to be happy about working for this person. That might be alright if you're sort of 2011 Barcelona, but not when you're 2022 Manchester United just put that performance in. <laughs> they should be grateful to be managed by him. <laughs> Who did they want? Did they want Sean Dice? <laughs> I mean... I'm not... Maybe they wanted Poch. Uh, I mean, is that any better, really? Um, I think he's done... That man cannot manage egos. Look at Paris Saint-Germain. Come on. Yeah, I guess, yes, I guess his best success was with Southampton and Spurs, wasn't he? When he was sort of gene the little teams that could along. Yeah, I'm not sure he's the man for the big occasion. No. Okay. Um, Emma, what would you do if you were Ten Hag on your first day? I, th- I dread to ask you this because we're probably sort of like machine gun the players or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. I have a <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm not far off, to be honest. There's, I don't think there's anybody there I would actively look and think, your place is safe here. Mm. I would say everybody's up for sale. The problem is, if they're not going to back him in the transfer market, most of their problems anyway, I mean, it's it goes beyond the playing staff. Because I see this as what, uh, like, is happening with Barcelona. It's systematic throughout the club. Their problems are, like, board level as well. Mm. If They need to get the entire house in order before he's got any chance of success. And I think... Some of that requires people to have a long, hard look at themselves, and I don't think people have been willing to do that at United, have they? They don't do that, do they? No. Um, given the reaction from the players to the news that he's coming in, no, I don't think that. <laughs> don't think that they no, do at all. Sounds like he's, he's set up to fail. Yeah, it, it, it does, doesn't it? You know, and and people saying, oh, you know, he needs like three or four transfer windows to bring this team up to competitiveness. I don't get that because, at the same time, you get three or four transfer windows. So do all your competitors. Yeah, and given the chance, I'm going to join Manchester City or Liverpool or Arsenal uh, or Chelsea ahead of joining Manchester United. Yes. Um, Because they're all fundamentally more attractive. Well, yeah, I mean, Chelsea have got the London, sort of, the lure of London, and given the, I guess given the situation they're in, it might be a little bit difficult, but... um, Someone, Sports Bible, tweeted, uh, where would this potential Manchester United side finish under Ten Hag next season? And they printed like an 11. And it's got people like Harry Kane and uh, Ruben Neves and, um, you know, people like that in goal. Gary Lineker wrote in debt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, people are thinking, I've seen another one with um, all sorts of sort of Galactico players in there. And you think, well, that's just never going to happen. Yeah, the manager's changing, not the board who sanctioned the transfers. They've not just suddenly got a big injection of Saudi money, like Newcastle or someone. And they're gonna, they're not gonna be competitive. Yeah, I think your name gets you by for so long. Um, Manchester United, the sort of sporting institution, gets you by for so long. But at some point, if you're consistently seen by top players as not an attractive place to go because it's sort of such a mess. And you're not qualifying for the Champions League. I, 
that's not particularly sustainable when it comes to attracting the top talent, is it? Welcome to the world of FC Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Declan Rice tweet uh, linked with United as well. And what do you reckon, Joe? Why would you leave West Ham? Well, that was my first thought. Um, because West Ham aren't in a particularly dissimilar situation. I guess United could offer him more wages. Yeah, it'd be a test of his character. Like, are you here for money? Or are you here to play in a team which could be competitive? I mean, look, West Ham aren't going to trouble winning the league. or They might go pretty deep in a cup competition, but they're better structurally than Manchester United. And I think something Manchester United have got to sort of compete with. Um, I mean, obviously, they've got to compete with the mega millions of Manchester City, and they've got... Uh, Liverpool as well, who are already so far ahead of them in the transfer market. Rangnick said Liverpool is six years ahead, but they've also now got to compete with Newcastle United and all the money that that brings as well. So if you're a player and you're sort of motivated by money, are you going to want to go to United or are you going to want to go to Newcastle, who you would suggest in about five years' time or three, we mean that, not that long, sort of three, four years' time, they're going to be in a better position than Manchester United because of all the money they can throw at transfer windows. What would you do, Jared? You're a professional footballer. What would you do? Um, probably see see what they do see if they bring anyone else in so you'd be um, happy to go to United but just not first if, if I was um, yeah because if they start bringing in people like you know Dan Byrne or someone you might be like oh, the rebuild isn't really going to be that soon you hmm. might wait a few years also it depends on how um, West Ham do in Europa League because hmm. I mean if they win that then Champions League probably then back into the Europa League yeah so yeah, no, exactly. Um, Liverpool got 72% possession, uh, five shots on target with four goals. That's pretty clinical. Um, Liverpool fans with the tribute to Ronaldo in the seventh minute. Obviously, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has lost his son. And I don't know if there's no sort of saying when he's going to be back, uh, if he's back for this weekend or not. Um, and obviously, he needs to sort of take as much time as he needs. Uh, but Liverpool fans, they, they sort of... Uh, sang his name and they sang you'll never walk alone to Ronaldo um, some people are saying that's a bit sort of like making it about me I don't know if any of you have a problem with that no it's fine yeah yeah I think it's fine uh, Manchester United fans responded to that touching gesture by singing uh, Murderers and the Sun Was Right uh, obviously in relation to Hillsborough Excellent. yeah brilliant <laughs> just what you need uh, anyone want to we've done 17 minutes on um, on this has anyone, anyone got anything else to say you want to say about this this game or about either of these two teams uh, it has never been more apparent the distance between those two teams currently it's fabulous isn't it it was staggering <laughs> staggeringly wonderful well it depends who you are <laughs> I'm a Liverpool fan <laughs> I said, I hope that Manchester United can make it competitive for at least a few minutes. And they gave me four minutes. They kicked off well. I'm so proud of them. <laughs> Which four minutes was that? <laughs> the third, yeah. That Alison Cruyff turn. Let's talk about that again one last time. What was he doing? Why did he do that? Because he, he can. <laughs> <laughs> because he's able to. It's just fabulous. My heart was in my mouth very briefly. But... He just... Imagine if he'd have fucked it up. Just imagine. Especially after Zach Stefan at the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> it'd have just been 4-1. <laughs> oh yeah, it would have been that. 
<laughs> uh, okay, right, we move on to Wednesday night because that was the only Tuesday night fixture. Wednesday night, uh, we'll start at Stamford Bridge. That's probably where the most fun game was. Um, Chelsea 2, Arsenal 4. 2-2 uh, at half-time. So Chelsea with goals through uh, Timo Werner, uh, Cesar Aspilicueta, who had a um, quite the game. Uh, Arsenal scored their four goals through Eddie Nketi, um And Will Smith throw his 11th goal of the season and Bukai Saka with a penalty at the end. Uh, Arsenal ended a run of three straight losses. Um, two short defended... Uh, Tuchel said he was unhappy with his players, but he also blamed the pitch because, as well as pointing out to the Christian scenario, he also said this is what we had with uh, Mendy in the Champions League as well. Do you remember when he sort of gave it to um, Benzema? Mm-hmm. Are you anyone buying the pitch? No, it's the no. same for both teams. Yeah, and it's your own pitch. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Fire your groundsman if that's the problem. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's probably not the best of things to do, was it? It's a desperate excuse. No. Uh, Espelicueta had quite the game, didn't he? Gave away a penalty, scored a goal, and got into an altercation with a fan at the end, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he also made a... a mis- some. He just made loads of silly mistakes as well. Yeah. Um, so, in regards to the fan, he sort of went to applaud the player. They went to applaud the fans, and one fan gave him some sort of lit back, at which point Espelicueta went over to him, and the fan sort of pooed his pants and said oh I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm start clapping you now um, so yeah but uh, Jared have you ever been um, harangued by a fan like that um, no other than the opposition no what's the worst thing someone on the opposition has said or done to you um, my my knobs as big as your arms <laughs> is that what someone said to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> what did you say back then <laughs> no I just ignored it. What, what, what even is that comment supposed to do? Is he got tiny? Have you got tiny arms or long arms? What does it? What's he, what does he mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really know, but I, I just sort of ignored it. We were winning at the time, and then they scored a last-minute winner to get promoted. So I'm glad I didn't say anything back. My knobs as long as your arms. <laughs> no, he said his, it, my knobs as big as your arms. So <laughs> could be a lot of things. Uh, when you pop across the road tomorrow, I'm going to have a lecture and look at your arms. <laughs> What's the worst thing you said to some? <laughs> What's the worst thing you said to somebody else? Um, they we were losing and they brought on this this quite large player and I said, oh, they're just bringing on the fat guy to hold the ball in the corner. The rest. <laughs> what did he say anything to you? Yeah, he said, well, that's too far, man. He said what? Too far? He just went, well. That's that's a bit far, that. Who said the ref said that to you? Yeah, that's when I thought, yeah, that is a bit far now. <laughs> Did you feel bad afterwards? You need work on your sledging. Yeah, you really <laughs> do. <laughs> Find that other guy's phone number and ring him up because that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten grief from the the crowd? Um. No, I've, I've been at a ground where they just sort of find your name out and just start shouting your name and like you, your shit and stuff. I take it's not 100,000 people watching you though, Jared, like there is Sergio Roberto. No, this is about... Oh, he hears me though. (laughs) (laughs) So they do that, they look through the names, he's got a name, let's shout at him. (laughs) Yeah, because the team sheet's out on on their phone so they can just look it up. But I actually have a chant for my team. Do you? I've got a chant, yeah. What is it? Go on. Alright, it's uh, Jared Gazenda. Jared Gazenda drinks the water, a pint of water. His legs are fucking massive. One, two, three, four. 
There you go. <laughs> that's brilliant. He drinks the water, that's because you're teetotal, is it? Yeah. So when do they, they sing that to like, you? They have a massive drum and like singing it at the games. <laughs> when do they sing that to you while you're playing? Yeah, just while I'm playing. Like, if I win ahead of it, they'll just start singing it. Yeah, speed round Cardiff everywhere. The ultras. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what do we make of this? Uh, can we t- Chelsea... They're guaranteed to finish third. Um, their season rests upon winning the FA Cup. You know, are they sort of just going to? They're not going to do that. Not, they're not going to win the FA Cup. No. <laughs> are they just bumbling along, waiting for the season to end to play this FA Cup final? Do you think? That's all they've got, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're not sort of. They're not going to finish fifth, are they? They, they might push finish. I think they're five it points was, ahead. It was an incredibly dumb game of football. I mean. Christiansen and Azpilicueta looked like future Barcelona defenders. I think one is, isn't he? They both are, in theory. Oh, okay. And they both look like they would fit right in with ease, because they <laughs> were awful. Okay. I uh, mean, I don't even know what they were doing. It was wild. Especially Christiansen for the first goal. I just don't... I, I've seen it three times, and I still can't, <laughs> I can't figure it out. <laughs> Jared, did you see the highlights from this? Yeah. I think the weirdest thing is the fact that he thought the other player was going to get it. So he kicked it. It was going nowhere near him, and he still just sort of stood there as if he was going to win it. It was, <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah, it was poor. Uh, okay, up in uh, Manchester, Manchester City 3, Brighton 0. Uh, a rather stubborn um, Brighton defence. Uh, they lost 3-0. No, they were stubborn. So stubborn. <laughs> They were still until about the 55th minute, I think, when Mares opened the scoring. They they defended well until sort of that goal, and then it sort of phoned and Bernardo Silva, and then yeah, okay, maybe they weren't so stubborn after that, but they were for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> and we praised Liverpool last week, uh, so let's give City a bit of praise for bouncing back after the um, after the defeat to Liverpool in the cup. We've talked a lot, haven't we, this season, Emma, Manchester about the City reserves. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked a lot this season about how it's kind of boring watching Manchester City because they're so sort of metronomically good. Um, but they showed a bit of character after uh, after the um, uh, after the, the the defeat against Liverpool, didn't they? Yeah, it did. From the, I haven't I've only seen the highlights, but did you think Brighton was stubborn resistance? No, it, from from the highlights, it's, it looks like, to be honest, they just had loads of chances and the one that he scored at first was just a lucky a lucky one. Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen the highlights though, so I don't, I don't know. That's all I've seen. <laughs> I thought they were quite stupid. <laughs> it just looked like, I think they only had one Did highlight. Did different highlights? <laughs> Maybe I watched it from on, two years ago or something. <laughs> yeah, on Martin Brighton had one highlight and that was a header from a corner straight to Edison's arms. Oh, okay. I'm just watching a different game. Stubborn. <laughs> Stubborn. Um, Everton won Leicester won. Richarlison, 92nd minute equaliser after a Harvey Barnes opener. Um, well, here's some stubbornness. The timing of the Everton goal sort of shows they do have that sort of uh, fight for uh, fight for survival, doesn't it, Emma? Uh, how late on did they score? 92nd minute. If you, oh, um... good for them. Yeah, so... It seems to be Richarlison or Bust a little bit. He seems to be their sort of main outlet. But 
They are sort of hanging out in there in games, aren't they? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> this is where I find out that they don't. Um, well, they had that result. <laughs> they had that result against Newcastle a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? Where they're down to ten men and then they scored. Oh sure, yeah, they did. That's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's stubborn. For you, <laughs> yeah, uh, let me have a little look. Um, they beat Manchester United, of course, didn't they? Who hasn't? Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Liverpool at the weekend. I won't be. I will. That'd be so <laughs> uh, They are now four points clear of um, Burnley in, uh, in, in the relegation zone. Deli Alley was quite influential. Old Frank Lampard was full of praise for him. He's not started since his moves in, in January, but he's, he's influential when he came off the bench. Um, four points clear. Is that... Um, is that four points clear, even though Burnley are winning 2-0 right now as we're recording? Uh, no. Right, so they're one point clear. Of Burnley. They're one point. Well, because we're recording a podcast, I wasn't looking at my phone, so I'm, I'm you know, being professional. I thought I'd check because I remembered that they were playing tonight. Oh no, you've been equally professional, but in a different way. I was, yeah. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> Go you. Okay. Um. Yeah. So they're only a point behind, but uh, Everton have got a game in hand, which you know, I guess you have to win, but. Um. We had a look the other week, and I think Everton have got the harder running. But Burnley have obviously had that sort of problem with Sean Dyche leaving. Plus, they missed that penalty at the weekend as well. Um, if you were a betting man, Jared, which, because your mum's listening to this podcast, and in about 48 hours' time, you're, of course, not a betting man, are you? Um, would you I, say... I bet once, and it, it didn't work. Did you? What was it? Um, it was a score, I bet Bayern Munich would get further than Liverpool in the Champions League and then you knocked us out. <laughs> um, yes, so, okay. Uh, if you were a betting man, who would you bet were going down at this stage, Burnley or Everton? Um, Burnley. Yeah, Emma? Who would I bet on to go down Not who? Up? Yes, not who you want to go down, but who you think will go down. Everton. Okay, I hope you're right. I just don't think Frank Lampard is a competent individual. No, what, football management or life? Life? I don't know. <laughs> Certainly not football management. I can't <laughs> speak for his life, but yeah, football management, certainly. He goes out for a pint of milk and he's sort of like Marabella Telly. He comes back with a table tennis table and God knows what else. And a moped. <laughs> I mean, if he was setting fireworks off in his bathroom, I would be into it. But, you know... He's not that kind of person. Uh, okay, finally for Premier League games that happened this week. Newcastle won, Crystal Palace nil, uh, Miguel Almiron. Um, Newcastle with a sixth straight home win. They're up to 11th. Uh, Eddie Howe says we can look back on the season with quote-unquote great satisfaction. Um, Amanda Staveley, uh, her husband, whose name I can't remember, they sort of take part in... Sort of Mr. Staveley. Mr. Staveley. I think he's a Mr. Staveley. Um, they sort of took part in uh, photos, uh, sort of... Sort of group photo that they have after the um the match which um it's sort of a regular thing with uh, with odd. burnley when they win yeah which is odd yeah i mean they are their their best player at the moment for their money yeah who has heard what luke edwards of the daily telegraph has tweeted today i don't have twitter anymore so no uh well have you seen it Jared? no okay so uh, this, this is in relation to sort of Newcastle winning games and having photos, team photos in the changing rooms. 
Um, he said, You might see sport washing, but what Newcastle United see is togetherness, unity, hope and joy. A team that has won six home games in a row under a brilliant manager, Eddie Howe, who introduced team photos after every victory. You might think it's weird, but you must also accept it's wrong. So he's fell victim to sports. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's certainly had some replies and he's been digging in. <laughs> uh, is he taking the Miguel Delaney approach? I think he's like the anti-Delaney because I can't see Miguel Delaney having these sort of opinions. <laughs> he has a lot of opinions about sports washing. Yeah, but generally not pro like this guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so that's the Premier League games that happened this week. Um, bits and bobs of European League. So um, in Spain, Real Madrid are... Uh, I'm trying to figure this out. Are Madrid already champions, Emma? They are not. Because uh, they're on 78 points. Atleti are on 61. They've only got five games left. Uh, yeah, but they are not, as far as I'm aware. Oh. They better not be. I don't think they are. I've not seen it. Well, when they be, who was it? Sevilla? No, Asasuna last night. I don't. I don't remember seeing. Um, we are the champions, so. No. I don't know. It's pretty bizarre. Anyway, so they're top on 78 points, uh, 33 games. Uh, Atleti are also, after 33 games, are on 61 points. Barcelona are uh, on... There, somewhere. They are in third oh, place at the moment. I think it's Barcelona have their games in hand. Which we're playing stop? right now. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So Barcelona got two games in hand on Atleti and Real Madrid. Totally going to win the league. <laughs> so you're playing now, uh, and you're also got the only La Liga game of the weekend as you play Rio Vallecano. Uh, no games, no league games in Spain this weekend because Emma couldn't quite tell us why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's just because of the Copa del Rey. That's right. That's right. Eight, uh, Eighteen other league teams have to have the weekend off because team want to play a cup final. Uh, What's wrong with that? We'll take it's it. Showpiece event. We'll have it after the season's ended then. No. Why? You hate cup games anyway. Well, yeah, but we're not in it. And <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, so Betis versus Valencia this weekend in the cup. What's going to happen there? Uh, Betis are going to win. Yes. Because we are all Beticos. We are. Although, I watched them the other day. I don't remember seeing Naval Fekir play. Oh. I don't think I did. Uh, they lost yesterday, I think. Did they? Oh, no, this was at the weekend. Not yesterday, Tuesday. Mm. They lost to Elche. Did they? Um, they did, yeah. Javier Pastore. <laughs> I don't even know if he played, he, but, you know. <laughs> he did not score, but, yeah. <laughs> Dario Benedetto's been scoring in the um, Copa Libertadores. Has he? He's back at Boca. Uh, okay, it... Wild few moments <laughs> In Italy, it's like he had a sort of a gap year in Europe. He went to Marseille, then to, to Betis, and then he's gone back to just, um... just studied slumber playing for Elche for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
in Serie A, if uh, Milan had up on 71 points, Inter in second place on 69, but they've got a game in hand. Napoli 67, Juventus 63. So this weekend, it's Inter versus Roma, uh, Lazio versus Milan, uh, Sassuolo versus Juventus, and Empoli versus Napoli. It was the Coppa Italia semi-finals this week. Um, so Inter beat Milan 3-0 uh, with an aggregate 3-0 scoreline, and Juventus beat Fiorentina 2-0, and again, that's a 3-0 uh, aggregate scoreline. So a... Um, uh, a Derby Italia final, which will be really quite fun. Uh, in Germany, Jared, uh, Bayern on top on 72 points, Dortmund 63, RB Leipzig 54, Bayer Leverkusen 52, but Champions League place, uh, just outside the Champions League place, it's Freiburg on 51 points, only a point behind Bayer. So this weekend it is uh, RB Leipzig versus Union Berlin, Greta Firth versus Bayer Leverkusen, Freiburg, what can uh, pounce in any Bayer... Uh, uh, step-ups by playing Bristol Munching Gladbach but it's Der Klassiker this weekend isn't it yes that, yes. Emma that's German for the classic thanks Chris I had no idea <laughs> Der Klassiker uh, so uh, that's Bayern versus Dortmund and you tell us the uh, scenarios here Jared as in what as in what you t- as in what you told me about if Bayern wins <laughs> there's quite a lot yet. no but yeah if um if Bayern win, yeah, then they win the league, or I think if they draw as well. Oh, okay. Win the league. So I think Dortmund will have to go all out. I think they sort of they have to win this Dortmund to have any chance. And Erling Haaland now he seems to have got his transfer to Manchester City. Do you think he'll be trying a leg, or trying not no, to hurt no, no, no. himself? What a heartbreaker that is. <laughs> yeah, on on uh, maybe maybe for Guardiola for his old team. You think? Sort of like oh, you left them out. I'll just finish them off. Does anyone know the story of Erling Haaland's dad, uh, Alfie Inge Haaland? He got fucked up by Vorkeen once. Yes, that's right. Uh, people saying, or some people said that him joining um, Manchester United is like the ultimate revenge for uh, Alfie Inge Haaland, his dad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Roy Keane sort of smashes into him and breaks his legs, and, you know, Alfie looks down at his sperm and says, just you wait, Roy. <laughs> I'll get you back. <laughs> I'm terribly disappointed he's not joining Barcelona. So that was never going to happen, was it? No, of course not. But a girl can dream. He got Cesaro's Blaquetta instead for free. Free, free. That's better than buying it, isn't it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I think they paid his release clause, which was about sixty-five million euros. Plus, Mina Raiola gets his sort of hefty fee. And then I think... Um, we have no chance. We don't have 65 million <laughs> I've seen... I think I've seen half a million in wages a week, I think, for oh, early holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you can sort of call in sort of construction firm loans on your training ground. <laughs> no, not us. See? You take up arms 80 years ago, it comes back and haunts you in the end. <laughs> Damn separatists. <laughs> Who they think they are. Uh, okay, also in the German Cup this weekend, um, or this week, it, I think it's with the semis. Uh, so, uh, Hamburg 1, Freiburg 3, and RB Leipzig 2, FC Union 1. Jared, did you watch any of that? Uh, no. No, no. Thanks. <laughs> Just tell us about your surname and where it originates from. It's, it's not actually from Germany. Oh, isn't it? No. Where is it? We think it's from Poland, but it doesn't have a ski at the end, so I'm not sure. Zendis. <laughs> well, it's pretty racist. That did feel racist. <laughs> no, no, but most, most of them are. Most of that lot over there. 
Just a thing in your family. In France, uh, PSG top on 77 points, Marseille 62, Rennes 56. Okay, they're the Champions League places. It gets quite interesting below that. And the Europa League place also on 56 is Strasbourg. Um, Monaco are also on 56 points in the Conference League place. And then you've got Nice on 54 and Lens on 53. So it gets quite tight the further down there. I'm not going to read all their fixtures out this weekend. But PSG playing Lens, uh, Rima playing Marseille and Rennes are playing uh, Lorient. Uh, bits and bobs of news just a couple of bits and bobs of news uh, Brad Jones who remembers Brad Jones the former Liverpool goalkeeper yes Australian Brad Jones um, uh-huh. he is telling us about his time at Liverpool under Brendan Rodgers now I don't know if either of you remember this but uh, just after Brendan Rodgers joined Liverpool an early sort of uh, like sort of all or nothing type documentary uh, for a TV channel over here it was a sort of fly on the wall documentary around Liverpool and it was Brendan Rodgers' first sort of meeting with the squad the night before they played their first game of the season against West Brom. And he held up, in front of the squad, he held up three envelopes. And he said to them, um, the three names, there's a name each in each of those envelopes of players I think are going to let me down through the season. Make sure your name isn't in that envelope. Um, Liverpool promptly went and lost the next day to West Brom because uh, obviously everyone paid attention um, Brad Jones said that they could see straight away that there was actually nothing in the envelope because the light behind Brendan Rodgers was shining through uh-huh. the envelopes <laughs> um, apparently it was a trick he nicked off of Jose and Alex Ferguson who had both done the same thing previously I definitely uh, thought you were going to say David Brent well yeah that is very much David Brent. Um, and also Mark McGee, uh, still possibly known in Leicester as Scav. Um, if you uh, remember your mid-90s football between Leicester and Wolverhampton Wanderers, who was Leicester manager and said, I'm not even... Oh, we all do. <laughs> he was Leicester manager and, he's, and there was a vacancy at the Wolves manager post and he said, I'm not going to join Wolves. Uh, came out of the press and said it. And do you know what he did 24 hours later? Did he join Wolves? He went and joined Wolves. And he took Steve Corica with him. How dare he? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, he got a good reception when he came back. So, yes, Mark, possible scab, McGee. Uh, do you know how he is preparing for his relegation clash? Uh, for, he's the manager of Dundee now. Uh, do you know how he's preparing for his relegation clash in Scotland against St Johnston? Oh. Uh, no. Okay. Or well, St Johnston, famously called Envelopes. No. <laughs> So Johnson famously, of course, the only football club in this country uh, with a J in their name. Um, no, uh, he's not done envelopes. What he said he's going to do, uh, he's going to firstly go on a diet, and secondly, he's going to turn off all the heating in his house to help him concentrate on planning for this weekend's relegation clash. That just sounds like it's going to piss him off. <laughs> that wouldn't inspire me. I'd just sit there at my desk thinking, I'm cold and hungry. Yeah, it'd inspire me to turn the heating on. Exactly. Get a pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Um, I mean, if you ever so see Mark... getting relegated, then <laughs> <laughs> If you ever see Mark McGee, he looks like a man who enjoys pizzas. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Jared, what's the most inspirational thing you've ever seen at a football match? Or been by your manager? Um... We went to a game in Southampton. He said, "I can't wait to go on the piss after the game." And then he got he, he got one of the he got one of the uni students to drive back because he was pissed. That is one of the levels of 
Motivation. Yep, that is Welsh semi-professional football listeners. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely shocked by that. <laughs> uh, right, onto the Premier League this weekend. Um, first game of the weekend is on Saturday. Uh, BT Sport 12:30. Arsenal versus Manchester United. The BT Sport, uh, the Viv Anderson derby. Uh, Arsenal with their win against Chelsea that ended three consecutive losses Manchester United lost two out of three and even that one they won against Norwich was quite sort of ugh, uh, wasn't sort of the most convincing of wins it was ugh. Um, race for the top four okay so uh, <laughs> I think I made You've a mistake <laughs> I have right okay let me read as I've written and then I'll go and correct it oh, God. <laughs> fourth place is Spurs uh, 57 points 32 games um, fifth place Arsenal 57 points 32 games Manchester United sixth place 54 points 37 games I think I've made a mistake there <laughs> I've only got one game left for the rest of the season let me have a look um... wistful thinking <laughs> yeah uh, Manchester United played 33 games so they played a game more than either of those two and they're three points behind um, this, if Manchester United don't win this then can they kiss the top four goodbye? Or have they already kissed the top four goodbye? They already have. They're not good enough. Yeah? Is it like brief encounter? Are they sort of waving their handkerchief at the station as the train pulls out? <laughs> so what's the station? Is that the top four? Yeah. So sort of wave... yeah, they're, they're on the train to the Europa Conference League. <laughs> have um... they got that, though? I don't know whether they could... I don't know whether they'd still get that. No, well, they're... they're... <laughs> you know what? That's a fair point, actually. West Ham are in seventh, so they're one place and two points behind Manchester United. West Ham are in the um, uh, Europa Conference place at the moment. And they're only three points ahead of Wolves, so United. I mean, I guess the best case scenario for United, in order of priorities, I mean, obviously the best place is Champions League football. I reckon second best is if they finish eighth and outside the European places. Uh, are they doing that rule change for the Champions League where the historic teams are going to get their spot again? They, I read a thing about that oh, last week. Yeah, I think that starts in a couple of years' time. I think. Okay, that's a shame for them. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, what's your manager said to you about the Champions League? Is that has he said it's attainable? Yeah. Um, no, they don't really. Well, they still look, try and look for Europe. Do they? Am I going to see you at camp now? <laughs> no, I think they they've been in Europe once. <laughs> no, that's. Come on, have ambition, Jared. Unless I'm going to go watch a game, then. You'll see him at the camp now as a student drives the manager back to the <laughs> hotel <laughs> after the game. <laughs> um, it's, so Spurs are 57 points. They're, th they're five points behind Chelsea. I mean, is third place unattainable for either Spurs or Arsenal? I thought you said Chelsea were guaranteed third place. I don't know. I think they are. I reckon they are. Don't what tell you me you've lied to me, Christopher. <laughs> I might have... Well, I'm not lied to you. I just changed my mind in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> no, wait. You said they were guaranteed. Like, that was factual. <laughs> you, and mathematical. <laughs> you placed your mortgage on, um, <laughs> on that, have you? Uh, yeah. I uh, never do that. <laughs> <laughs> have you, yeah, do either of you think Chelsea are catchable? No. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they've got enough quality. Uh, and of fourth, fifth, and sixth, Spurs, Arsenal, Manchester United. Who do we think is going to get that fourth place at the end? 
Arsenal, Spurs, Manchester United. I really think Arsenal are going to jump in, do you? I do. Okay. Are you happy for me to list out, read out a list of fixtures? Because I could read. I mean, no. I'm, <laughs> I was going to read out the remaining games that these teams have got. Well, I've gone hard on this, so go on. <laughs> I didn't mean these fixtures this weekend of the Premier League. I have to do those. <laughs> I, I mean, I've gone really hard on this. They are going to get it. No, they're going to be playing Manchester City. <laughs> so yeah, go on. So Spurs this weekend, they've got uh, Brentford away, uh, which is their I last. No, okay. Then they're home to Leicester. Uh, away, to Liverpool, away to Liverpool. Away to Liverpool. Home to Arsenal. They're not going to win that. Uh, home to Burnley. They might win that. And away to Norwich. They'll win that. Okay. So, Arsenal. Oops, Come on, Arsenal. Please have easy <laughs> they got Jared's team. <laughs> with a coach. <laughs> so, they've got Manchester United. Oh. <laughs> Manchester United at home. <laughs> they got United at home this weekend. Um, they're going to win that. Then they're away at West Ham. Oh, shit. Okay. Home to Leeds. Uh-huh. Uh, away at Spurs. Uh-huh. Away at Newcastle. Oh, crap. What have they done? And this could be a really big game. Then they're last game of the season, they're at home to Everton. Who will be relegated by then? Well, either that or fighting for points on the last game of the season. They're not easy fixtures, are they? Thinking about Yeah, it. I realise I've gone too hard too soon. <laughs> Sorry, let me just read the United ones out, seeing as there's not many left. Um, this is obviously the... Uh, they're away to Arsenal this weekend. Oh, crikey. Uh, then Thursday, they're at home to Chelsea. Uh-huh. And then they're uh, home to Brentford. A week on Monday. I'm then that. away to Brighton. They'll probably lose that. <laughs> and then the last game of the season, they are... Stubborn Brighton. <laughs> Stubborn Brighton, yeah. And then last game of the season, they are um, away to Crystal Palace. Okay, yeah, I've gone, I've gone hard there, but I do think it's, I, I still think I'm right. I think Arsenal got the worst I set. Of... Have the courage of my conviction. Okay, not like me for the last twenty. <laughs> no, I'm not catching Chelsea. Um, I'm stubborn, like Bright. <laughs> I think Arsenal got the worst fixture list there, Jared. Who do you reckon is going to get that fourth spot? <laughs> um. It, I don't, it won't be United. I think it'll be between Arsenal and Tottenham. I think it'll come down to that game between them. Come on, Jared, make a decision. Get off the fence. Um, El Fence. Tottenham. 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 Okay. Did you just say El Fence? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so who are we going for this weekend then? Uh, Arsenal, Manchester United. Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal. Okay. Uh, three o'clock games is um, Leicester versus. Uh, Aston Villa I wrote Arsenal again uh, Leicester versus Aston <laughs> so I'll go... Leicester versus Aston Villa 3 o'clock in the Brian Little Judas derby who remembers this <laughs> Brian Little was Leicester City manager uh, back in the See, mid I like that better when I thought it was Brian comma Little Judas <laughs> <laughs> Brian Judas Little so he was the Leicester City manager in the mid 1990s when Leicester seemed to hemorrhage a lot of their managers to opposing teams um, why did they just keep walking out like that <laughs> uh, so Brian Little used to play for Aston Villa uh, he was manager of Leicester City at the time and then Aston Villa came in um, 
and after lots of toing and froing and heart wrenching because he's doing a pretty good job at Leicester, he decided to leave. And the day after he left, someone leaked a Leicester letter to the Leicester Mercury newspaper, which is a letter from Brian Little assuring the chairman that he wouldn't be leaving to join Aston Villa. Um, oh, what an asshole! That went down well. And guess who the very next fixture for Brian Little uh, and his new Aston Villa team was against? No, it was against Leicester. Did yeah, they win? Uh, I don't think they did. I remember lots of TV cameras there and lots of Leicester fans holding up signs with the word Judas on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, and in his post-match interview, I do remember him saying, "I don't wish many days away, but this is one of them." <laughs> um, and with lots and lots of alleged lists, the only caveat in there is um, it was rumored very strongly at the time that maybe the reason he left, allegedly, allegedly, was because some of the senior players were enjoying Mrs. Little. And so he had no choice but to leave. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jared, any scandal like that at your football club? <laughs> um, no, no. Oh. You're only saying that because you're listening. Wait, wait, wait till after I've pressed stop. Then you can tell us all about it. <laughs> Transfer to a fun team. <laughs> yeah. Leicester City by the sounds of it. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, Aston Villa have lost their last four. Uh, Leicester drew versus Everton, of course, uh, and then they lost last weekend against Newcastle two-one. They're sort of they're eight points behind Wolves. They're not going anywhere. It, are they putting all their eggs? Do you think in the Conference League basket and going out to win that one, or should they I be? I imagine that's so sad. We're in the Conference League. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Oh, we're pinning all our hopes on the Conference League. I quite enjoy the Conference League. We want to play teams from the Faroe Islands, <laughs> Lithuania. I quite enjoy the Conference League. It's been quite fun. Which all these different would. teams. You would. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> well, they got they got this little-known team uh, from Holland called PSV next, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those minnows. Yeah. yeah I know that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you were, if you were Leicester and, you know, you're not going to go down particularly far in the league you're not going to go up at all you would sort of just doddle around and go on what we said last week was El Bicho and just save your good games for um... El Bicho <laughs> yeah apparently was Jessie... Jessie here when you said that yeah she was wasn't she Jared? Uh yeah yeah she was I'm she was. so disappointed in her. <laughs> um... laugh. and that's it that was it <laughs> I'm saying that's it that sounds really brutal <laughs> she laughed for half a second My and that was it <laughs> Sister, how do, how, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so would you sack off the rest of the season if you were Leicester and concentrate on the Europa League? A uh, good conference league, sorry. Yeah, why not? It's a trophy, isn't it, I guess? I Look guess you into the Champions League. I guess you into the Europa League. <laughs> oh, shitty. <laughs> so you're still going to um, play on Thursday nights? <laughs> having had experience of playing Thursday nights, my team is still playing Thursday nights in the fucking league. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jared, what would you do? Would you suck off the, the league and concentrate on this cup? Uh, yeah. But, but to be honest, I think they could still be Aston Villa, even if they sack it off. Yeah. Um, Is there any danger of Barcelona getting a full chance for free for Felipe Coutinho? How has he been doing? He's been doing all right, hasn't he? I mean, they've lost their last four, so he's not been doing great, but he certainly <laughs> had... <laughs> <laughs> he certainly had quite this sort of in injection into them when he first arrived, didn't he? Um, 
he came up with the, with the sort of goals and assists, but it's not yeah, seemed to be happening for a while. He scored a hat trick for Barcelona once. He did. Didn't he score a hat trick against you in a Champions League semi final as well? I don't remember that. Was it two goals? Maybe. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, the other six goals had to come from somewhere. Why do you want to bring back my name? <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um, I'm I, 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 about getting my money's worth. That's all. Uh, well, I think Stephen Gerrard might buy him, but I don't think you're going to be seeing an awful lot of money, apart from the fact that you've got one huge wage earner off your books. I will take anything they've got to give me. Magic beans. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Give them me. Give me those beans. Juan Laporta went to sort of sell his Philip Coutinho. Went to a market and on the way to market sold them some magic beans. <laughs> Someone for fucking parts. He got back home and Javi said, "What have you got those for?" Chuck them out the window. The next day, a giant bean store was there. A giant Pierre Emerick Aubameyang grew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Manchester City versus Watford, three o'clock. The Richard Jobson derby. City drew three out of their last five. Um, I dread to say they're on some sort of dodgy run because they're playing Watford, who've lost their last three and average average point nine four goals a game. So you know, I don't think they're going to put up the same stubborn resistance that Brighton did. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, what do you reckon? Man, Man City win. Uh, Emma, put the case forward for uh, a Watford win or draw. Um, oh shit! I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've watched a lot of Law and Order, so I think I can argue my way through a lot of stuff. But this is not one of those things. Do your best, um, Lionel Hurts. Come on, what would he do? Change my name to Miguel Sanchez and burn <laughs> all my documents in a bin and run away. <laughs> and is that more um, likely to happen than Watford win? Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, Norwich versus Newcastle, three o'clock. The Real Fox Derby. Uh, Newcastle have won their last three. All of those are at home. Um, Mor- Norwich they lost versus Manchester United last week, but they were pretty impressive. Two 0 down to come back to draw three two, to draw two two, and then of course that late Ronaldo goal. Um, and before that, they beaten Burnley and drew with stubborn Brighton. Um, <laughs> Norwich are at home. Can we see them getting a result against Newcastle? Who aren't so good away? here for the Alan Sandmarks and step overs that's all I'm here for really as well <laughs> I don't care what happens in the game I'm just here for that yeah okay Jared what do you reckon is going to happen uh, Newcastle win probably Gomez doing something as well okay I'm going to go for a Norwich win you know so crazy it might just work <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brentford versus Spurs 3 o'clock the Steve Perryman derby Brentford won 4 out of 5 uh, Spurs lost against Brighton uh, last weekend. Brighton. <laughs> uh, before that, they'd won their previous four. So Brighton stopped that winning run. Stubborn. Stubborn Brighton. Stubborn. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Brentford, obviously the form team helped by even Tony and Christian Eriksen. Uh, Spurs had that win. Um, oh, sorry, that, 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 that's one of the previous four, but they had that loss, but... Uh, Spurs are, uh, we get Southampton are very streaky in the fact they win loads and then lose loads. Spurs, you just don't know what's going to happen at all. Which I guess is the definition of Spursy. <laughs> they are just Spursy, that's what they are. You yeah. know I'm Team Brentford though, I have been all season. And I'm not disembarking the train yet. No? Okay. 
Jared? Wait, which game are we doing this on? Brentford Tottenham? Oh, for God's sake. Are you not listening? Well, no, you said you said Brighton Southampton, then you went on to Brentford Tottenham. Yeah, I talk about lots of... It's a podcast about football, but we talk about <laughs> lots of teams. All right. Um, All at once, you, at the same time. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> he wasn't like this last week, ever. Well, it's, it, I've, I've listened to it before, and you can get them mixed up, so I wasn't sure. What? <laughs> <laughs> How very dare you? No, um, oh, my God, you just got bodied by your own relative. <laughs> Great, you should see... <laughs> You should see him. I used to change his nappies. He's like he's like six foot seven. What? Honestly. You don't change him now. Don't change him now. No, but I said used to. <laughs> seven? No, I'm just I'm just taller than Chris, six foot three. He's been down here a week and a half, and we're still not over that's it like yet. A whole foot taller than me. That's more than a foot, isn't it? Yeah, that's like a that's like an entire person. Yeah. That's like, you're like two Emmas tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's terrifying. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, Brentford Spurs, Jared. Um, Tottenham win. Okay. Uh, Sunday is uh, two o'clock, Stubborn Brighton versus Southampton in the Jimmy Case derby. <laughs> this, whoever's editing this, is, I need to tell them it's going to be called Stubborn Brighton. <laughs> uh, Brighton, well, actually, we say they're stubborn, they lost, of course, didn't they? Um, but previously, they got Kinseki. <laughs> it was still stubborn, though. It was, yeah, it was a stubborn loss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Previously, they, they, they've beaten Spurs and Arsenal in consecutive wins, haven't they? Uh, Southampton won one out of five, which was uh, against Arsenal um, last weekend. Uh, I'm going to go Brighton. <laughs> Me too, because they're stubborn. <laughs> Southampton, 95% possession, 25 shots. Brighton, one shot, and they win. <laughs> <laughs> one shot, 89th minute. <laughs> yeah. Jared, what do you reckon? Brighton win, yeah. Brighton, okay, excellent. Um, Burnley versus Wolves, Michael Kitely derby, twice 90, Michael Kitely, Emma. Uh, two o'clock. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing or not. Um, Burnley won one I bet out. It's <laughs> if it is, you're going to call him. No, I'm spoken for. Let's see, old Emma wouldn't have said this. <laughs> Uh, Burnley won one out of five uh, and they drew with West Ham last weekend Wolves have lost two out of three this is quite significant um, their top scorers for both these teams this season are in single figures Maxwell Cornet was on seven goals and Jimenez is only on six what? yeah I'm shocked well I was as well huh uh, his head injury was last season wasn't it? I think it might have gone into this season a little uh, bit. Maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, Burnley versus Wolves. Obviously, Burnley need the points. Um, will they be getting them this weekend? But where do we say Wolves? Where Wolves are? Uh, let me just get the table. Manchester eighth, table. I think. So, yeah, Wolves are eighth. They are three points behind West Ham in the conference places. So, they have got something to play for, haven't they? Yeah, and they're not Burnley, so. Oh, what? Well, they're going to win. Yeah, points all round. Okay. Uh, Chelsea versus West Ham, 2 o'clock on Sky, the Scott Minto derby. Um, Champions League, has it gone for West Ham? They're five points and three places behind. Play the yeah, game no, more. it's not happening. No, not okay. Happening. They missed that again. Um, are they going to see it as progress this season, do you think? Yeah, they might win the Europa League. Oh, yes, they might be, might they? Who they play? Have they got you guys in that? No, we got knocked out, Chris. Who have they got in that? Thanks. 
That was really nice. <laughs> just to rub it in. Frankfurt, that's who they've got. Yeah, do you remember they were all dressed in white? Oh, yes, I did see it. Oh, that was a magnificent thing. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> brilliant. Yes, it was magnificent, Chris, that's what it was. It was, it was really nice to see all those fans there. I mean, it's not nice to see a load of people dressed in white cheering at the Camp Nou, I guess, but... Um, no, it's somewhat soul-destroying. So, there is some concern that all those 30,000 fans that somehow made their way into the Camp Nou could do something similar. So, um, do. <laughs> somebody has been talking about this on the sort of West Ham forum. Um, okay, so... Club needs to send instructions uh, that the moment any German fan is identified, they be removed from the ground. No ifs, no buts, negotiations or hesitation. Then the following day, they need to publicise the stats of every injection and name and shame every now banned season ticket holder who gave money to the German, uh, gave their ticket to the German fans. It's the only way to solve this problem in the future. I am going to make a point of striking up a conversation before kickoff with anyone in my vicinity that I don't recognise, which is most of them in this tourist bowl. Um, any of them who can't name Churchill's full war cabinet is going to be grassed up to the stewards immediately <laughs> and the only memory of £300 spent will be the warming flame of the pre-match show. Uh, Emma, this is another day in Normal Island. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> You're wild. Yeah, there's some guy there with his sort of Wikipedia open on his smartphone saying, who was the foreign secretary in 1943? <laughs> Everybody in Great Britain knows that, right? Yeah. You know. I know you know. Should we have a test? Let me see if I can Google it. That's not a test then, is it? Hang on. That's Ch you cheating. No, I'm not... Your own test. No, it's not my test. I'm going to test you guys. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not British. Well, I know. <laughs> Jared, looks like it's on you. <laughs> Churchill's war ministry. Funnily enough, they don't teach us that in Spain. Oh, my gosh. Don't teach it here either. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I've heard about your country. Uh, there's, finest hour. there's millions of names on here. I'm not going to read all this out. Uh, so Kingsley Wood, Chancellor of the Exchequer of the War Cabinet. My favourite thing is is that you you. <gasps> You said that with an inflection, so it sounded like a question. <laughs> like, either me or Jared would go, yeah, totally. You're right. Listen to this. In October 1943, Sir Dudley Pound. What a fantastic name that is. <laughs> so <laughs> Dudley Pound had to resign as first Sea Lord. I mean, what a job title with that name. Sea Lord? Yeah. Dudley Pound. That's a Dudley Pound, first Sea Lord. Uh, yeah, 15th of October 1943, so Dudley Pound had to resign as first Sea Lord. He died six days later. Is that why he resigned? <laughs> the safety due, due to failing health, yes. I was dying. <laughs> I'm going to have to quit this job. I'm dying. It seems like a good reason to me. Yeah. Dudley Pound. Dudley Pound, first Sea Lord. <laughs> Imagine what his LinkedIn profile would look like. <laughs> I don't want to be first Sea Lord. <laughs> okay, I've got all I'm imagining is walruses, though. To be fair. Yeah. See, I was thinking seals. So. Yeah. We're on the same page there. <laughs> I'm gonna Google Sir Dudley Pound and see if he looks like what I think he looks like, and I'll see you guys later. Sir Dudley. Oh, Sir Dudley Pound. Uh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> West Ham, Chelsea. Uh, or Chelsea, sorry, Chelsea, West Ham. Uh, Chelsea lost two out of three, and they're both at home. Um, they're against Arsenal and Brentford, and they're at home this weekend against West Ham. Wow, I hope they fix that pitch. Yeah. I think the groundsman's there at the moment with sort of an iron. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> He's got James Milner scissors. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you reckon this one's going to go, guys? I think Chelsea are going to win. Yeah? Yep. Jared? Uh, yeah, Chelsea win. Okay, uh, half past four on Sky, Liverpool versus Everton, the Jordan Pickford murderer derby. Um, <laughs> Who's he killed? Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, may you rest in peace. <laughs> uh, Everton won this last season, their first win at the Coliseum since uh, 1999. Um, I didn't know Everton played Gaddafi. Gaddafi. <laughs> <laughs> or in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Liverpool won four out of five. Everton have not lost in their last two. That's the most positive thing I could find about them. <laughs> They've not lost their last two games. <laughs> uh, of course, this was um, the last time these two met. This would have been when Chelsea were at Anfield. Uh, and it was Lampard versus Klopp. Who remembers that? Oh, when Frank got all... Um, Uppity. Pouty. And shit. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, the most annoying thing about that clip is they cut away just before the end because Frank Lampard gets all upset, shouts at Jurgen Klopp about, you know, it wasn't a foul, you've only won one league and you're giving it the big one and all this sort of thing. Um, Trent actually scored that free kick, <laughs> but, but they always cut away before that, so you can't see Lampard's reaction. <laughs> That's kind of sad, actually. Yeah, um, so that was the last time he was there. How's this Liv- uh, Everton team going to get on against um, Liverpool, Jared? Uh, I think they'll just be dismantled, really. Yeah. It'll be like the Man U game, but, worse. but pro- probably better than that, to be honest. It's going to be worse. <laughs> better from, depending on what point of view you're coming at it from. Yeah. Worse, as I guess Emma's coming from a different point of view. <laughs> Not a pro-livable place, no. No. Um, um, I like an 8-0, so... <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you'd like it if Liverpool were 8-0? Thiago's going on the goals. What if he scored seven and Andy Robertson scored one? Oh, deal breaker. Um, he could score seven and I will accept a goal from Luis Diaz. Okay. What about eight Andy Robertson assists? Deal breaker. <laughs> Can we have eight Andy Robertson red cards? Yes. He does something so bad he gets eight red cards. And every time he walks off the pitch, he sort of gets down on his hands and knees and kisses the spot where he rubbed Messi's head. Red cards. <laughs> That's why he gets sent off. Um, you both reckon... He just gets sent off for breathing oxygen. <laughs> do you reckon this is going to be quite a sort of pedestrian win then for Liverpool, or do you reckon Everton would be up for this being the fact that it's the derby? I don't think Frank Lampard can get them up for anything. No. Yeah. Okay. I think I think they're gonna lose eight nil. I genuinely think they're gonna lose eight nil. I would love that. I mean, great for the goal difference, obviously. <laughs> um, just think how many more Manchester City would have scored the other day if Brighton weren't so stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Everton are stubborn. Stubborn. Oh damn. <laughs> uh, finally, Monday, Crystal Palace versus Leeds. Eight o'clock on Sky in the Sean Derry Derby. Palace have lost their last two. Leeds have won three out of four. So Leeds, uh, in oh, bloody hell, I've got that bloody admiral person when I open my phone. Um, <laughs> uh, Burnley are in 18th place, 28 points. 
then Everton 17th, 29. Leeds 33 points in 16th place. Are Leeds safe? If they win this game. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Looking at this, just above Leeds on 36 points. So that's eight points above the relegation zone. Is Villa. The Villa are safe, aren't they? Oh, no, they've lost their last four. <laughs> eight points is a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Fair enough. Jared, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think Villa. I think Villa and Leeds are both safe. Yeah. Who do you reckon is going to win between Palace and Leeds then? Crystal Palace. Okay. Uh, right, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Any other business? Anybody? Um, I saw that Harvey Barnes is a good person to put in. Fancy team. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why is that? Uh, he's got four, four goals in his last four against Aston Villa. Okay. So, Are you going to put him in? And it's a... Yeah, and it's a double week for Chelsea. Double game week. Is it? All right. I shall bear that in mind as I forget to do my fancy team. <laughs> <laughs> Who are Coventry playing this weekend? Um, I actually haven't checked. Oh, for we're God's sort of just we're sort of just at no we're sort of just at the point where you're just sort of waiting for the season to end. West Brom. It's an actual derby. It's like it's like a yam yam derby. All right, West Brom. All right, Coventry. No, but it's it's we're not going to get playoffs, so no. we're sort of just hovering. We're sort of just hovering, hoping no one goes. Yeah. So, Okie dokie. Yeah. Um. Oh, Emma. Any other uh, business to do with secret recordings and trying to get football matches in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I think you'll find there was no conflict of interest because the Spanish FA were not paying Gerald Piquet's company. They were paying... Saudi Arabia were paying therapy So what's this about then? Um, there were tapes of Luis uh, Rubiales uh, discussing the fact that Jarabike is getting a huge backhander of money <laughs> uh, from the uh, arrangement to have the Supercopa being played in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just good presidential behaviour from BK. He just he just wants to be president. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy. Leave him alone. Okay. Um, right, we're Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network. We, we will have Dave and Ali and Simon, or... Uh, I can't remember the name. Dictionary Dean. I can't remember his real name. Sorry, if you're listening. Uh, back to review the games that we've been previewing. Um we're Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post Network. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Man of the Post. You can give us a like on Facebook too. Um, you can find us on all your podcast downloadables, so Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, if you like what you hear. Uh, you can give us a lovely five-star review. You can hit the follow, like, subscribe button, and all your future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. Emma, how do they follow you? They don't. Jared, how do they follow you? Uh, at Gazenda SA on Twitter, so... G-U-Z-E-N-T-A Okie dokie And there we are And guys Always remember to keep your Man on the post <laughs> <laughs>